All right, everyone. Welcome back to Up in the Air. I'm Jake. I am Nick. Nick, I don't remember what episode number this is. We but are we're up on there. 11? 11, Jake. Oh, wow. Episode 11. Everyone make a wish. Okay, good. It came true. You're listening. You listening. No, they're listening. It came true. Oh, oh, that was nice. That yeah. was really good, Jake. Yeah. I, I'm wishing for the Jets Super Bowl, but that's a whole separate topic. <laughs> you know, real quick, before we uh-huh. get into the topics, uh-huh. I saw a funny TikTok I wanted to send you. Okay. Actually, I might have. Okay. Um, this lady on TikTok, very nice. She goes... You've met her? Um, no, okay. but I'm just assuming she's nice. So, I just, I have that quality. In I people, don't. You know? Go ahead. So, this TikTok basically said, hey, um, the entire... New York region, yep, from Buffalo all the way down to um, New York City and all mm-hmm. that. That all uh, they all reached the playoffs. You know, the Jets were the only team not to out of the entire state or region of Sabres. New York or the Sabers. Aha, see them too, but they were close. So were the Jets yeah. until the last four weeks. Shut up, Nick. But I just thought it was funny. Like the Giants, yeah, it's a it's game. really funny. The Mets, actually. the Yankees, yeah, it's hilarious. I find the it, Devils I, are in there this year. The Islanders, the Rangers. Rangers. Yeah, I can't find, think of anything funnier, Nick. I just I thought it was funny. That's so funny. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. I don't have enough misery. Hasn't That's been, okay. Hasn't been twelve. Years. At least one of your teams is in the playoffs. Two. Two of our teams. Well, one of my teams. But two of my teams. Two of your teams. Yeah. Um, we're gonna be talking a lot of playoffs today. That's pretty much the only thing we're going to be talking about. It's a wonderful time of the it year. It is a wonderful playoffs, time. Playoffs, playoffs. If there's football, it'd be even more wonderful. But well, there is football because the USFL actually started back up. Okay, Nick. I think we need to redefine our word of football. <laughs> the XFL playoffs are going to start re- pretty soon. Okay, let me uh, rephrase this. NFL football. Like, <laughs> NFL football. Like actual good football. Fair. Okay. You know, um, but yeah, a lot of playoffs today. Um, this is a great time of the year because in that lull period between the end of March Madness, you have MLB opening day, yep. and then we get into the swing of things, wink, wink. I see what you did there, because you swing bats. With the MLB, mm-hmm. we get into that, yep. and then all of a sudden, here comes the NBA playoffs, which are fun. Always fun. And then... Not so much the first round sometimes, but... Not so much the first round, but you get you year. get you get some good series in this first round, especially this I year. I think this year, yeah. Which we're going to talk about. And then, undisputably, the best playoffs in sports... The NHL. The, uh, I was going to say the Ryder Cup. The NHL playoffs yep. are back. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, so I think there's a statistic out there that NHL viewership yep. is, I don't know if it's, it's not doubled, obviously, but just so many more people watch the NHL playoffs compared to, you know, because you obviously have diehard basketball fans who yep. watch everything. But there are people who just casually watch the NHL playoffs. I actually listened uh, a podcast I listened to earlier talked about this and it was like casual fans are like 90% of 90% of like the sports market. Yeah. There's very few people that are like diehard about one sport. Oh, absolutely. It. Right. And this is the time of year where all the casuals come together and that's kind of what makes it all great is right. it kind of everything's encapsulated. Right. Jake and I are obviously I would I would label us as not casual fans just uh, for hockey I'm definitely a casual fan. I was going to get yeah. there. You know, for every other sport, yeah. I would say we are passionate fans. Yeah. And you more so in basketball for me. Yeah. I've only recently gotten back into NBA. I think we might be slightly switched on that, where you care more about the NHL than I do. Yes, yeah. I would say. I'm a passionate Sabres fan, the only Buffalo team that I care for. Yeah. Um, I but, care for none of them, on, on the record. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. You know what? That's fair. Yep. Um, but I would say I value the NHL more than Jake does, but I'm getting there with basketball, as yeah. he is getting there with hockey. 
Um, obviously, the Sabers aren't in the playoffs this year, but your Islanders are. Yeah, they are. Barely. In, they actually just started playing. A yeah, at the time of this recording, the puck dropped in the first period. Right. So, um, before, so if you hear some yelling, it's just my father. <laughs> before we get too carried away, um, in this episode, we're going to start talking about the NBA playoffs since those have already started. We talked about that a little bit last week before the play-in round or the excuse, the play-in tournament. Excuse close me. enough. Um, before all that started, tournament's a loose term. Right. The tournament is a loose term, but we finally have our round one matchups, and they've already started playing. Yep. Um, And we've had some interesting developments, Jake. So we're going to kick things off with the NBA. A lot of injuries. Yeah, that was was the storyline of specifically Sunday. Yes. Um, Giannis goes down with a back injury. Most notable, Giannis goes down with a... He played, I think, 11 minutes in that game. He he looked in tremendous pain. That was his back, you guys. Back blown out. Right. Yeah. And uh, you know he he kept like holding his other like his left arm because he had landed down flat on his back and then he rolled over mm-hmm. and he curled his left arm and like pressed it up against his tailbone mm-hmm. and he was like shaking in pain. Like did you see like a close up of his hand? No, but he was like trembling in pain. I mean, back injuries are the worst. They you are the worst. With, yeah, you don't fuck around with back no. injury, especially when you're that tall with that big of a back landing but on that hard of a surface as wood. Doesn't seem like he always comes back and plays. That like oh, remember, absolutely. Remember that one year they were like he destroyed his ACL and everyone was like no, no and he way. literally played the next game. Yeah, he came back like a yeah like a month later. Yeah, I don't even know if it was that long. I don't even know if it was yeah. that was, yeah. Like he didn't actually tear anything, but like. He always seems like he's going to be super injured, and he's not. Right. Which, hopefully, he's not. Hopefully, he's not. But if he is, that really screws up the East. I still think that the the Bucks can beat the Heat. The Bucks are a strong team. And, like, their coach today also said, like, similar remarks. It's like, if we have to lose Giannis, like, we're still going to play our game. Well, the difference is, is they can prepare for it. It's, exactly. hard, it's hard for, you know, you come out at home and you're ready to start this game with arguably the best player on the planet. Offense and defensive terms, I still think Embiid's the best just because he can shoot, but mm-hmm. arguably the best player on the planet, and then he just is gone early in the first half. It's a right. hard thing to adjust to in-game, and it's something that, I mean, the Heat also lost an important player. The Heat lost Tyler Hero mm-hmm. to a hand injury. And that um, confirmed, like, confirmed actual broken hand. Like he's done pretty much the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, only chance he could uh, he could come back is if they somehow make the finals and he plays in, like, game six. Right. Right. So, but even then, can even he heal then, from a broken hand that yeah, fast? I don't think so. No. I mean, he's gonna try. I mean, yeah, you don't. They don't they, tell. They, they don't they say confirmed out for the season no, yet. But no, they yeah. all said, like all the reports said it's like, a shooting four hand to six too. weeks. It's a shooting hand. It is too. a shooting yeah. hand. So you'd have to be careful with that, especially because yep. muscle memory. Mm-hmm. If your muscles are so affected by a broken hand, like your bones are just you know disrupting your entire you know development of your. I what I'm trying to say here is like. It's just, it messes up your norm. Yeah, even if, what you're saying is, is even if he comes back, he may not be who he was before. Exactly. He might need more time to get back to who he was. Yes. Yep. Another hand injury, John Morant. Yeah, they're not 100% it's not hundred percent sure what's going on with him. It was his left I, hand, so I don't think it was his shooting hand. No, and I, I also, I think it was, uh, I think it said, like, I think Taylor Jenkins came out and said that it's up in the air, like, or it's questionable, or like, no, we don't know. Right. That basically was like, there's a good chance he doesn't play game two. Right. But either way, they looked. I don't know how much of that game he missed. I'm not aware of when he was. I wasn't. Out. Aw- I wasn't able to but watch that game. The, they looked overmatched. The Lakers have come on strong here since the trade deadline. Yes, and they looked better than the Grizzlies their, the entire game. Their whole team identity is somehow being as an like an underdog, and mm-hmm. like I get it because you're the seventh seed. Yeah, and you're you haven't really played 
tremendous basketball. Yeah. But like the Laker name and the Laker organization and the history, you are never the underdog. No. I don't care if you know you beat. Yeah, if you, the worst team by one point. Imagine two years ago we're having this conversation. We're like, in two years, the Grizzlies and the Lakers are going to play, and the Lakers are going to be huge underdogs. We would have gotten laughed out of the room. Right, yeah. and you could still say that because the Grizzlies, are they a better team? Probably, but they just looked outmatched that first game. Probably. We don't even know. We don't even know. At, at this point, the way the teams are playing, I mean, record-wise, of course. Right. Well, the Grizzlies also had the whole you know, job thing early didn't in the play. season. Yeah, 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 didn't yeah. play. There was all that in the locker room. It's right. hard to deal with as a team. Correct. They are, they are a great team, but, I mean, the Lakers have two of maybe the five best players. Right. Definitely ten. Definitely ten of them. Austin Reeves has been unreal this last two months of the season. You noted before we started recording, Jake, how yeah. he was screaming up and down the court, I'm him. Yeah. <laughs> mic'd up. So he was mic'd up. He hits a three and he just goes, ah, and he just turns around and shoots yeah. screams. And then he, he hits like a, it's like a fadeaway from the, the right elbow. And it bounces around a couple times and goes, and he just starts screaming, I'm him, at the top of his lungs. Like, back to the bench. I think they might even call the timeout because someone came up to him and was, like, bumping into him. Right. I just love to see that shit. You know, whenever LeBron has, like, an insanely good, like, just just off-topic, like, white boy yeah. on his team. Yeah. <laughs> he, they just make like, it far. You, you mean Matt Delvadova? Matt Matthew Delvadova, Kyle Korver, even though he's one of the best three-point shooters of all time, don't get me wrong. You have just random, like very talented white boys just playing on your team. Or Le- LeBron or is going to go far in the playoffs. Birdman, Birdman, <laughs> right? Birdman in uh, in Miami was Caruso on the bubble team? I think so. Yeah, so he had he had Caruso, uh, Caruso. on the bubble team. Um, He's not white, but Norris Cole who, is pretty random. <laughs> <laughs> There's just one random player that just like the entire team, including LeBron, just rallies around. Yeah, because obviously you're gonna you're gonna run through LeBron. Yeah, that's that sounded wrong. Hold on. That, oh, that sounded oh, wrong. Oh, oh, oh. Hold on. Alrighty then. Hold on. You're gonna run with LeBron. Like he's gonna be your point man. Yeah. For the entire playoff run. Sure. And like you luckily. Yeah. Also if you run through him, he's gonna be the point of attack. He's gonna, yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> you also have AD. Are they gonna take it to the hole. You also have AD, <laughs> who, like you said. Maybe top five, definitely top ten player yeah. in the game. Yeah. So you, if you have Austin Reeves of all people just going off in the playoffs, that's gonna be. <laughs> I love I love players like this that just kind of kind of pop up. I mean, he's slowly been getting there, but he just kind of pops up out of nowhere. I don't think he, if he was drafted, it was like late, right. and he just kind of shows up out of nowhere, and you're like, oh right. It's like good. 2016 like Isaiah Thomas on the Celtics. Yeah. Very similar vibes. Yeah. I know, like, Austin Reeves didn't... I mean, he had some games in the regular season where he was like, I'm him. But no, like, it's, this is very similar vibes, I think, to that 2016 run for the Celtics. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, so, I mean, that series is going to be great. Um, the Nuggets... Nuggets played the Timberwolves, right? Yes. And they won. They did win. Yeah. Yeah. That was the late game last night. Yeah. yeah. So that that's that's the only one I missed because mm-hmm. it was so late. Um, exactly. East Coast, you know, yeah, we, we, we have to so, deal with it. The Suns and the the Clippers was a great game. That was a great game. I was able to watch that yesterday. Um, um, if well, you're in a Suns lounge, please be careful with your words. Please do if not. If Russell Westbrook is in town. <laughs> yeah, please do not instigate with... Uh, yeah, so I guess the guy was talking. There's so, go, ahead. go in, ahead. In Phoenix, they have like a lounge that you can pay good money in and sit at, and it's almost... It's not even courtside. It's almost like it's a separate tunnel that you can walk off of the court. Like it's there's a t- like instead of going to the locker room, it's this lounge. Yes, where fans sit. Mm-hmm. I think it was halftime. 
Russell Westbrook walked into this lounge and gets in this guy's face and was just like, watch your because, mouth, motherfucker. Well, yeah, those tunnels that you're talking about connect with the away team locker room tunnels. Right. So, right. like... No, but I think I think the lounge, you literally could just exit right. Oh. Like, it wasn't like a separate tunnel. Well, was, yeah, I know. Yeah. But, like, yeah. to get from where he was at halftime, either coming off the court or in his saying, locker yeah, yeah, room... Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. all back there, a it's part all, of where they are, right? Yes. It's yeah. on that side of that arena. Right. So... Um, yeah, there was a viral video that came out of Russell Westbrook just going in on this guy for talking shit. And you've seen a lot of that, actually, this this season. Um, you've seen a lot of uh, players in the league um, talking shit about fans. Yeah. Rightfully so, in some cases. You know, like, These people get out of control. They do. I, I don't know. First, I don't understand why. Like, why you paid that much money to just... Because they're never far away. So they're paying hundreds of dollars for these seats. It's not like in Yankee Stadium. Like, you remember last season with the Guardians series? Where, um, who was it? Josh Naylor or whoever. Like, they were, like, climbing up the walls. That sounds about right. Or, like, doing, like, the baby cradle thing. Oh, yeah, he did the baby cradle thing. Like, players can heckle each other. Right. Well, fans can heckle each other, bro. As soon as like the fans and the players start, Anthony Rendon. As soon as the yeah, yeah. Anthony Rendon, mo- literally pu- trying to punch a guy, tried to punch a fan like, <laughs> yeah. the other day. Yeah, right. Um, as soon as a player and a fan start having an altercation, that gets messy. Because if it's player versus player, then the league has way more control over the situation. Don't. If it's fan versus fan, then it's like stadium security just, is just all over it. It's whatever. But I, if it's a fan versus a player, those are two completely different like status, not like like status of environment, yeah. I guess. You know, a player versus a fan, it's like a fan pays to be there. The player earns a lot of money doing what they do. So like where is like the 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 middle ground of a, what a fan can say so, to a to an athlete right, and what so an athlete can do in response to a fan? The best way I that people like to put it, and I, this is the way I agree with the most, because the thing is, people get into arguments over stupid shit all the time, and people fight all the time for no reason, just because it's it tends to typically be like toxic masculinity that everyone thinks like. They need to be the fucking tough guy or whatever. Alcohol, too. Yeah, alcohol, too. That also helps, which is uh-huh. part of the problem at these games. Yes. With those people, at least, I would assume. Well, the people um, sit in basketball, yeah. going off this real quick. Yeah. Baseball. In basketball yeah. and baseball, too. The closer you are, and this, I mean, pretty much every sport, too. The closer you are to the field, the more money you generally have to spend. Yeah. Right? So, in NBA in courtside time. seats... Mainly, you know, they're very expensive, but they also probably come with food and drink packages. So you can just chug them down yep. as much as you want because yeah. you paid for it already. Yep. Same with MLB. You have these lounges or, you know, these, like, suites along yep. Um, yeah, yep. first and third baselines. And, you know, you're right next to the dugout so players can hear you. And then Anthony Rondon's situation, like, he punched a fan because yep. of something he said. Um, um, yeah, so the point I was going to make go ahead, um, is that... These guys are just trying to do their jobs. Yep. Right? So it's like, for example, I purchase parts for a living. I'm a buyer. Imagine someone walking up to my desk while I'm sitting there doing my job. But let's say, you know, I got sidetracked and did this by accident. And I do. I wasn't perfect that day. And someone just came up to me like, you fucking suck. You shouldn't be here. Go home. Your family should be ashamed. Like all these fucking crazy things. Mm-hmm. I'd get pissed too. Yeah. Because all they're trying to do is make a living. And then they want to just go home and live. They're not any different than us. No. So I understand it from that context. So I... I also am not, like, an angry person by nature, really, or at least towards other people. Neither of us yeah. are. No, yeah. we're very non-confrontational. That's the word, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I, 
I can tend to get frustrated, but yeah, I definitely am not confrontational. But back to the game at hand, the the, the Clippers Suns game was a terrific game. It was very entertaining to watch. And, and we thought I was unfortunately like glued to my laptop doing grad school work, but yeah. I was able to like you know. Yeah, look at it. Yeah, I'll be honest. I didn't watch as much of these games as I would like to. I, I, able, I did. I did watch a decent amount Saturday. Sunday, I did not really catch, get into it. I was able to catch the fourth quarter though, okay. which was like the most important because yeah. it was just back and forth until all of a sudden Kawhi Leonard turned it on. He, well, he, he is him. He is him. Kawhi Leonard very, very easily took over that game, and a big reason for that. I mean. Okay, Russell Westbrook last night went three for nineteen. Oh my God, he's terrible, Russell Westbrook. I mean, no, no. Oh, Russell. Well, yes, but <laughs> Russell Westbrook had one of the best analytical basketball performances ever. Give me a stat. He he was. What was his actual stat line? Like three for nineteen for shooting. Are you finding yeah. these from reliable sources, Nick? You have yes. a tendency to find. This was a reliable source. Mm-hmm. Um, but just the way that. Because um, well, I'm looking for this right now. I will. Uh, what's it? What's it called? This great, great podcasting. Uh, what's the? I'm gonna filibuster, Nick. So I'll keep, keep talking on. about things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how about that airplane food? How about that airplane food guy? I mean, this, so the thing is, is the Clippers are really good defensively, right? Yeah. So he had 11 rebounds oh, last go. night. All right. His, great field, his, his field goal per se. He played 36 minutes. Mm-hmm. And his field goal percentage was 15.8%. That sounds pretty statistically good. Which is, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. compare that to the game last Saturday mm-hmm. where he was 64.3% from field goal range. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, free throw percentage, 66.7% last night. He has not been a good uh, free throw shooter at all this season. So he had 11 rebounds, 8 assists, and 3 blocks, 2 steals. Um, 2 nine turnovers points. to 9 points. On 19 shots. So offensively... Terrible, mm-hmm. but defensively, one of the best analytical performances. There we ever. go. Okay, now we've found our footing, and I believe you. No, yes. yes. Like, yes. I'm, yeah, not, I'm not bullshitting you. No, I don't think you're bullshitting me. You just didn't say defense. It's hard to say it's, like, one of the best statistically. I'm t- Analytically, yeah. also, you have to take into account the clutch factor, because a lot of those blocks were clutch in the first Oh, no, quarter. defense... Hundred percent agree with you. Yeah, I that just, was. I just assumed yeah, that when I said three for nineteen, you would automatically assume. Defensively. Oh, Nick, I'm dumb. I'm so dumb. <laughs> you should know this, Ben. I assumed you. I assumed. You should assume that I assume nothing. <laughs> three for nineteen obviously is awful offensively. Listen, I was I was hearing you out. I was just trying to hear you out. <laughs> I'm not gonna rage again. This I'm not gonna rage. All My right. turn. It's Jake's turn for me being right once. No, I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 3 blocks, 2 steals. He was very clutch defensively last night. Yep. Um, really just disrupted everything Devin Booker was trying to do in the fourth quarter. Pissed him off so bad, he was like, there was 0.9 per, uh, seconds left in the game. Devin Booker was like yelling at the refs. He was like, are you actually, like, what are you doing? There, there, was a, there was a point where he got a block on Booker. Yes. And then like as he's coming down with it. Got it. This Threw was, it off of Booker. Yes. But, like, instead of Booker going for the ball, he just started screaming at the refs because he wanted to foul. Yep. Instead of actually paying attention because and finishing out. Westbrook play. was smart. Devin Booker tried to go in for a layup. Westbrook, it was going out of bounds yeah. on his hand. He yeah. took the ball, blocked it, yeah. tossed it back. It hit Booker on his, uh, on his body. Booker was trying to argue that he hit his wrist yeah. when it was only his hand yeah. that Westbrook hit. Yeah. And the ball went out of bounds 
on Phoenix, so it was Clippers ball. Yeah. It was awesome. It was a great highlight. Sick league, guys. All you complaining to the refs. Always. Yeah. Um, it was just just very clutch by Westbrook last night. So yeah. um, I get it. Offensively, terrible. You do what you, you do. That's going to be a great series. It is. And There's so many. They did all of this without Paul George. Oh, yeah. Do you want to hear a crazy stat? And this is sort of related to this, but it's slightly just kind of in the Western Conference in general. Go ahead. Ten of the last 11 finals MVPs are four seeds or lower this year. None of them are in the top three seeds. That's how weird this year is. Wow. Kevin Durant. Yeah. Ron James. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard. Uh-huh. Um, Steph Curry. The only one not is Giannis. Right. 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 The only one that isn't is Giannis in those groups. Yeah. 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 That's a great set. Yeah, isn't it? That is. I think even Iguodala, what team does he play for? I'm taking Iguodala. He's on the Warriors still. He is he back. back on the Warriors? Yeah, okay, back. well, there you go. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, because remember he like went yep. to the Grizzlies, but it was like, I don't want to be here. All yep. these kids are like young. Yeah, yeah, I remember. He's like, this is stupid. <laughs> it was like, all these kids are young and still in daycare or something. Yeah. <laughs> and he won another ring last year, too. Yeah, he's, right? like, he's like, I'm out here with these kids, and they're at strip clubs covering <laughs> yeah. the floor with money. And I'm like, I don't want to. I got a wife and kids. I got a wife and kids. I'm going to go back to the Warriors and win another ring, which he did last San year. San Francisco is way better for my family. It is. And he got to play in a fancy new arena last year. But speaking of the Warriors, I think we move on to this great series. Because game one was as advertised as we oh, thought it was, it was awesome. going to be. It was great. Light the beam. Light the beam. The, I love how Sacramento was like inches or even centimeters away from losing their NBA team. And look at what the city is doing in rallying around this whole entity that is the Kings this season. They're so fun to watch. Yes, the uh, De'Aaron Fox is one of the, has had a, was one of the best clutch players in all of basketball this year, which shockingly that helped them in the playoffs. Of course, right? And we we talked we, we kind of talked about them at length uh, last week. We talked no. about the series at length, but Malik Monk was fourteen to fourteen from the free throw line. Yeah, he had over thirty points. Yeah, De'Aaron Fox had the second most points in a playoff debut. Ever behind only Luka Doncic, whenever his was 18, 19, whenever his debut was 18, 19. I think he had drafted in 18. He was the same, he was the same draft as Trey Young. Yeah, he was 18. 18. Yeah, Yeah. so I don't know if it was in, I think it might have been the 19 playoffs, but anyways, um, so I mean, he was impressive, he didn't miss a step. Um, I mean, they looked fantastic. The Warriors also looked good, it was a terrific game. They also did look good, yeah, it was a terrific game. Yeah, it's gonna be a great series. It was what like a missed free throw, it was 126 to 123. It was like down the Warriors had a shot at the end, they did. Malik Monk hit a couple free throws to make it three at the end, and the Warriors had a shot at the end, so it wasn't like it was never no one was out of it ever. It was a great game, right? And then light the beam, light Light the the beam, beam. baby. And The other series, the other game that uh, was kind of like that was the the Knicks and the Knicks and Cavs. Knicks and Cavs had a very great similar. game one, but it was it was slightly different because theirs was like worse offense. Yes, there was no scoring till the fourth quarter, really, right. like right. or at least very inept scoring. Were you able to catch this game live? I watched the whole I was second not. half. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We, I was munching on some General Sal and watching. Yeah, love it. Yeah, we watched this one live. Um, had a couple guys over, so oh, yeah, we were yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. we um. It was it was a terrific game nonetheless, but the shot making wasn't quite the same as Kings Warriors. There was defense being involved. Donovan Mitchell loves to shoot the basketball, and he had thirty something. But it was very reminiscent of Jazz time. Donovan Mitchell, which oh, is oh okay, scoring a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. I think I I listened to another podcast earlier, so to just jack their stats just to like reiterate this. 
He's played 40 playoff games. He scored 30 points in those 20 playoff games. Or he scored 30 he scored 30 points 20 times out of those 40. In those 20 games, he's 10 and 10. Right? So this is what he does. He goes out there, he shoots, he scores, but doesn't necessarily help the team win, you know what I mean? Um and I don't I don't remember seeing Darius Garland shoot in the second half of that game. I don't know exactly what his stats were, but what I can't remember him taking a shot. And that can't be good because he's their second best player. Meanwhile, the Knicks had a Jalen Brunson was fantastic. Julius Randle was very good. Um they were just get they were out hustling the Cavs too. There was a couple possessions in the fourth quarter where they were just they I I think there was one specifically where they got three offensive rebounds in a row. I mean, Randall just ran past Mobley. No one boxed him out. Like, it, it, they just looked like they wanted it more, and they played fantastic. Like, outside of Mitchell, the the entire, like, Knicks team that was on the floor wanted it more than everyone out there for the Cavs. It's what it felt like and what it seemed like, and it, it, right. it kind of went down that way. Um, so I think that's going to be a great series. I think I think it's the first time the Cavs, uh, not the Cavs, the Knicks and the Kings won a playoff game on the same day since 2001. Which you know the Kings haven't been in a while, so it's a slightly sixteen step, years, but yeah, it's right. still it's still something. You know, Kings fans aren't used to this, and I love it. Yeah, and neither are Knicks fans. Neither are Knicks fans. So it's going to be a great series. I'm. It was a great game. Uh, there really weren't too many terrible games. No, and Jake, I was I actually found where this stat came from. Yes, just double back on this Russell okay, Westbrook yep. thing uh-huh. for, for real quick. Yeah, I knew that was bothering you. Yes, it was really bothering <laughs> me because I wanted to prove to you that I'm not lying. Oh, I didn't think you were lying. This is from the Elias Sports Bureau at Elias Sports on Twitter. That sounds like fancy as shit. Okay. Um, shout out to Rob Perez. If you know who that is on Twitter, he's a very uh, prominent. Basketball Twitter user at Worldwide uh, Wob. Um, Worldwide Wob. And he goes, last night, this is the greatest 3 of 19 performance I've ever seen. And because of that, the Elias Sports Bureau was like, you know what? We're going to actually dive into this and yeah. we're going to prove that this like was one it's of the best ever. game, yeah. Um, their first question was, who was the last player to go 3 of 19 from the floor in an NBA playoff game? Who do you think that was? Russell Westbrook. It was. Yeah. Last in... Uh, May of 2021 so against the Sixers yeah. when the when he was still a wizard. Oh yeah, when they I won remember. 122 114 over the Sixers. Was that the day Beal dropped like 60? Russ logged 21 rebounds, 14 assists, and two steals that day, going three for 19 on the floor. Yeah. Oh, he does so much more than that. It's just his shooting can cost you games. Statistically, he is 500 average winning at percentage, going three for 19. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. That is kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, we uh, excuse me. League wide since 1956, teams are just 22 of 51, which is a 301 winning percentage. Yeah. When one of their players goes three of 19, so Russell Westbrook has a better percentage of winning yeah. going three for 19 than the, the rest of the league since 1956. That's insane. Um, Let's see. Back to Russ. Putting aside the 3-for-19 shooting, he stuffed with, like I said, 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and 3 blocks. Yep. Since 1973, when blocks became an official stat, um, only 13 players in NBA history have hit those minimums in a playoff game. Minimums of 11 rebounds, 8 assists, 2 steals, and 3 blocks. Yep. Um, Westbrook did it another time, obviously, as we said before. Yep. Um, and sure, there's like an Akeem Olajuwon sighting in there somewhere. Yes. 
And or several. I would just like to reiterate before you know we go back to uh, some other points in the NBA playoffs before we move on to our next topic. Um, there are more than one way. There's more than one way to be great at a game. Obviously, his scoring is not there. Especially well, that's he, what people focus on. Right. It's the easiest thing to pick apart. But there are and, other ways that a player can shine and be statistically prominent correct. or historical, in this case, for Russell Westbrook last night. Oh, he came up clutch at the end of the game defensively. There's right. no question. However, go ahead. that type of shooting is going to cost you. It hurts. Uh, right. More, more often if, than not. Especially if Kawhi Leonard not, just doesn't right. return to MVP form. Right. Not that you can't praise him, because he's not a ter- clearly he's not a terrible basketball player. He's a Hall of Fame talent. He's done things that we haven't seen people do in a long time. Right. Or at least in our he's lifetime, also, never. He's also, what, 34? Yeah, he also is so explosive, and he gives his all on every play. And yep. I love that about him. Yep. It's just an easy thing to pick apart because he sucks at shooting, and he cannot score anymore. Correct. And that's okay. To a certain extent. But I guess to a certain extent it is weird because you don't hear about it from, like, Draymond. Mm -hmm. But Draymond doesn't take 19 shots a game either. Correct. Right. You know, I guess. That's, that's, I guess that's the part of Russ that I would like to see him change. Like, is that he can do all the... Try not to shoot as much? You don't need to take 15 to 19 shots a game. You can take 10. Right. And if you... Don't settle for jump shots. You don't need to take six threes in a game. You're not a fucking shooter. Right. The thing is... And he's... There's also parts in the game... I shouldn't have just clapped. We're doing a podcast. But there's parts in the game where he's, like, clapping his hands together and, like, get me the ball. I'm open. Get me the ball. And he still wants it. And he's not that player anymore. He's not that guy. And even when he was that guy, quote unquote... He wasn't that guy. No, he wasn't shooting deep threes or you know. And he wasn't going to offensively win you a playoff series. No, he was always consistently driving the paint or getting those like. His MVP season, they were forty-one and forty-one. Right. You know, obviously he averaged a triple double that season, which is why he got MVP. Which, by the way, he did because they let him get twenty-five rebounds in the last game. Yeah. And they just were like, okay, you get everything on a free throw. Yeah. Which right. that's neither here nor there. It's and that's so the thing too. Like his free throw shooting percentages has just been so low for his entire career. Like obviously, like he's been better at it. Yeah, it's been going down. Yep. But you know that's just part of his game. That just you know I think you know if he was better at, then it wouldn't be such a problem. Yeah. But like I said, it might be costly in some cases, but it also helped them win last night. Yeah. So you know it's a give or take for for all of those. That's a lot of NBA for this for this first episode of the NBA playoffs, Jake. Um, Y'all, sir. NBA playoffs last a long time, like end of June. We'll see a champion. Yep. So we'll have plenty of time to talk. We've got three about months this. going on, yeah. Um, and another playoff series that's starting today as we speak, the NHL, which is what we're going to be talking about for the remainder of this episode. Um, for the most part, everyone knows we're a couple of puck boys. So. <laughs> Actually, not 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 very much so. Not really. Not really. I had Jake to... and I are, I would say we're both casual. Like we said Huge, earlier in the big beginning. Big time cash. Yeah. Big time cash hockey fans. Um, the team I am most, most knowledgeable about. Most knowledgeable. That's Jesus. I know. I don't know. How now, Brown Cow? Go ahead. <laughs> um, the Sabres are not in the playoffs. They were close. Yeah. They were one of the best offensive teams in the league this year. And the third worst defensive team. And the third worst defensively team. The, they Defen- were the, I think they were the fifth best offensive team and somehow had a negative goal differential. Their defense was just terrible this Awful. year. And it kept them out of the playoffs in part thanks to the Bruins. Just Hey, being, how's their goalie from last year doing, Nick? Very. We'll get into it. Okay. Um, the Bruins 
gave the best regular season performance ever. 65 wins this is season. ridiculous. Ridiculous. Most amount of uh, regular season wins and points scored yep. for... And points, if you don't know in hockey, are different. Like, it's not like every... Like, a goal, obviously, is a point. But also, like, there's other stats that go into it also. But the points? No, points is simple. It's... You get two points for a win. One point for an overtime loss. Zero points for regulation Right, loss. but it's not, like, points as in, like, how many goals you score. Oh, correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you were saying. Yeah. Like, if you win or you lose. Yep. It's very... It's very similar to soccer. Correct. It's just you don't you get two for a win instead of three. So the Bruins just going off took a lot of points that the Sabres could have used to get. Um, yeah, we can blame the Bruins into the wild card. Yeah. No, but I'm just I'm just saying. Yeah, you know that does have an effect. You know, yeah. there's there's points that there's only so many points that can go around. Yeah, if the especially since the Bruins won 65 games, that's a lot of points that other teams can't counterpoint. Go. All the other teams also lost those opportunities because the Bruins. So it like evens out. It does. Right. I'm not I'm not blaming that the Sabres I'm a glass half empty type of guy. I'm a glass half full. So like oh, that's that makes sense. That's the thing. Give me your half, so mine is actually full. Oh. Yeah. Well then what what I have? An empty glass. What's well, bullshit? Oh, I think it's fine. No. It's not. Um but the Bruins tore it up this season. Historical. Uh, it's our best regular season ever. They had the best the second best offense and the best the best defense. Mm. They had the lowest goals against average. They both their goaltenders. So uh, Linus Allmark, who that sounds familiar. Nick, who did he play with last year? Linus Allmark was a saver. Okay, uh, came up in that organization and all that. He had a GAA of less than two, which is uh-huh. impressive. His save percentage was ninety four percent, which yeah. is also impressive. He played forty nine games. I think the other one, Jason Jason Swayman, it's something Swayman. Whoever it was, their their secondary goalie was also top five in save percentage and goal against. So it's not just like they had one workhorse goalie that just it, it's the entire team. They're right. It's they're just a wagon in general. Right. Offensively, defensively, goaltending, it all was on point this yep. year. Um Linus Allmark regrettably left the Sabres. I mean Jeremy Swayman. Jeremy Swayman, okay. Um the Sabres didn't keep him because I guess fans wanted to blame and I was also in part of this. Like yep. we wanted to blame the losses on the goaltender, which is easy for fans to do. Oh yeah, if you don't know hockey, like if you played it, if you grew up with it, you know the more you know intricacies like you and I would know for football yeah. or baseball, yep. or even basketball. Yep. Um, but so the goaltender is obviously an easy, an easy target. Yep. But the Sabers also had bad defense last year too. Oh yeah, no, their defense is horrific. They've been drafting defense for the primarily. Shout out Owen Power. Shout out Owen Power. Right. They've been drafting defense in the first round for the better part of five years now. Mm-hmm. Ever since they started. Um, who they, did they pass on last year to take Owen Power? There's some crazy player that they passed on because they wanted the defensive player. I don't remember his name, but ever since uh, Dahlin was drafted mm-hmm. back in, what, 2018? Yeah, Rasmus Dahlin. Rasmus Dahlin. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, that kind of kick-started the defense trend. Yep. And um, it... It's been sticking ever since, and they can't quite seem to find it. They brought up Devin Levi to end the Sabres did to end the season and goal, but it's a young team that's got a bright future. But yep. in this case, we're going to be talking about the teams that are ma- that made it in. Yep. And the Bruins, they have an easy shot to the to the finals. I don't see them losing in these. I don't turns. see them losing easier either. But I would say that they don't. I wouldn't say, call it easy. I would say it's they're so good. It seems easy. It does. I don't. I don't. I mean, the Panthers are obviously the worst team in the East. But right. they could 
easily be a top four or five seed points wise in the West. No, but I don't the East is loaded, and then having to play the Leaves or the Lightning in the second round is as difficult as it right. could possibly get for them. Going but, going by the Stanley Cup playoff bracket as yeah. it's set up right now, based on the end of the season like seeding and all that. Yep. Um, the Bruins have the easiest chance of reaching the 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 conference finals out of any other quadrant of the bracket, I would say. Um, it's just because they're so much better than everybody, right? Because like we'll get to them in the later, we'll get to them later in the episode. But the Avs and the Stars are in the same quad. Um, the Golden Knights, the Kings, and the Oilers are all in the same. With those are all three great teams. Um, and in the other Eastern quadrant, it's the the Hurricanes, the Devils, and the Rangers. Yeah, all have great chances. I'm sorry for your Islanders. I just don't see them. Yeah. So my far. my only saving grace I right know. now is that Sorokin is a top three goaltender probably like right. on his own because I, we were looking at the stats right before we started i was trying to get my i'm a stat guy trying to get my stats up mm-hmm. um he's top he's top five in both gaa and save percentage he's third in save percentage and the other two guys ahead of him he played 13 more games than like he played 62 games right which oh, some of those guys up there did not the safer i think it was i think all first and he played 49 games and then uh Gustafsson is a goalie for the Wild, but he only played like 37 games. Okay. So of a guy who's like what you would consider a workhorse goaltender, he also led the league in shutouts. He had six shutouts this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the Islanders don't score. No. They they have they're the only, they're one of two teams in the playoffs currently to average less than three goals a game. So that part scares me a little bit. But they have a couple. They have a few really good goal scorers. Uh, Anders Lee, Brock Nelson had 36 goals this year. Barzell did miss. Yeah. Barzell oh, yeah. did miss a solid amount of time. Uh, I think he makes a difference. They, Bo Horvat hasn't. He's only scored seven goals in 30 games with the Islanders, but he still is, he has 38 goals on the season. He's still a goal scorer. He could find his groove. I don't necessarily think. I don't necessarily disagree with you, Nick. This right. is just my my saving grace of what maybe could happen because we've seen all you need is a hot goaltender. Mm. We've seen it a few times. You obviously need other really good players, and I don't know if the Islanders necessarily have uh, lines that are good enough to win them a championship. They did it with Barry Trotz, just kind of like, like parking the bus and just sne- basically stealing two goals a game. I don't think they can do that to the Rangers or Devils for seven games. I honestly don't think they can do it to the Hurricanes for seven games. And they're definitely not be- beating the Bruins. I-, I don't think anyone's going to touch the Bruins. No, no. I- it would be a colossal disappointment if they don't win the Stanley Cup, like handily. That 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 expectation is there. It's been there ever since you know the All Star break, I think. Yep. Given. But we've seen this in the in the past these last few years. When you look at like the most points in a season ever, there's been several teams over the last five years that's happened to the 2018 Caps. It's the same with every. Caps. It's the same with every sport. Game. Caps, Lightning. Lightning again. You could have the best regular season. Like, look at, like, 2016 in NBA terms. Yeah. 2016, the Warriors won a record amount of games. Mm -hmm. Light out offense. Lost in the finals. Yep. So, in playoffs, anything can happen. Right. That's the beauty of it. That's why people pay attention. Correct. And, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to in these playoffs is, you know, seeing if all these names, all these teams... I'm gonna love the Western Conference. If that they, if if these teams who have been playing really well all year, looking at you, Dallas, um, who can, uh, you know, reach their lofty goals of lifting the Stanley Cup, um, I, and you just mentioned the West, so we can go over there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
we'll see if the Stars' big three can carry them. You know, Jason Robertson, Rupins, and Joe Pavelski. Rupins! They've been playing really well all year. Obviously, they lost out on the number one seed to the Avalanche. Yeah. We're looking to go back-to-back. So, yeah, the, the West playoffs are... I mean, the hockey playoffs are weird. You know how they work now? Go ahead. So, it's... It's it's not like one through eight like all the other ones. No. It's split into divisions. Yep. So top three teams from each division are one, two, three. And then there's two wild cards. If one of those wild cards is from your division, you would play that one. If they're both from your division, that team with the higher points plays the, the lowest one, etc. So it's usually like, that's why all these games are divisional. Um which makes for terrific first well, round. Well, yes and no, because the Panthers like going back to the East, the Panthers open up against the Bruins. They're in that is, division. Which is tough. They're not in the in the, the the Bruins are in the Bruins are in the Sabres division. So are the Panthers. The Panthers are are they not? No. Gasp. I don't think. So. I thought they were. Because it's, it's well, they are. Yeah. Yes, you're right. Yes, you're so right. Because it's Atlantic versus Metropolitan. Oh, I didn't realize the Sabres only missed by a, a point. Yes. I take it back. I'm so yeah. sorry, Nick. Yeah. They, um, they were close. And the Penguins were there too, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, so that's that's how, and it's the same thing, the Kraken yes, are in. Yes, you're right, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, okay, so I'm not 100% right, because the Jets are in the other division, and the Kraken are in the, so the Jets and Kraken are flipped when they wouldn't be if it was all division-based. So it is point-based. Yes. The wild card's point-based, so mm-hmm. I'm wrong, I am incorrect about that. But the top three seeds, that's how it works, which I love like this. Like said, casuals. Yeah, 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 yeah casuals. casuals. But what I love about this is... These division when you play the divisional, and I think the NHL did a great job of this. These divisional matchups in the first round make the first round interesting. These guys don't like each other; they're used to playing each other. You play each other. I don't know how it goes. I think four times a year when it's you're in your division, and then you have to go play in seven games, and it's places you're used to going, and it's fan bases that don't like each other. Especially if they're close, like looking mm-hmm. at you, Devils and Rangers. Like Devils and Rangers would be awesome, but that's if you're going by points, they would have never played each other in the first round this year. Right. Yeah. Devils being two, and then Rangers being well, three. Eh, yeah, it would have been close. Yeah. Actually, it would have been three and five. So it would have been close, but still, you know. Um, But, yeah, you're not – I mean, I don't know, man. It's going to be – the West is just so – and it, maybe not even – the West is so tight. Like, all of the teams – the only team without 100 points in the West is the Jets. And they are, All the other they teams are, are between team 111 – yeah. Right. The and same. they have 95 points. Right. Everyone else is 109 to 100 points. They're all in the same... They all have 46 between... I mean, even the Jets. They all have 46 wins to 51 wins. They're all in the same... (laughs) They're all within five wins of each other, which means they're all solid hockey teams. Jake, the other Jets made it in the playoffs before the New York ones did. Well, yeah, obviously. (laughs) Fucking Winnipeg. Oh, man. No, that's hilarious. Um, And they all have at least a plus 21 goal differential. Correct. So they all they're significant. I mean, that's not something you see all the time. But that would have been crazy if the the Sabers made it with a minus four goal differential when everyone else has at least plus seventeen well, in the field. Well, they scored so many goals this season. <laughs> yeah, they had. You know, Tage Thompson just turned it on. He just completely taint. He turned his whole career tainted? around. No, turned, turned, turned. Jake he turned. Taint, he tainted his turn around. No one, no one seems to be talking about the L.A. Kings. And they have a significant challenge in battling Connor McDavid in the opening round. Correct. Um, and it seems kind of lopsided on paper, um, but they they will need like a superior effort. Well, that's just because the Oilers can score from their front line specifically. Yep. Um, but if this 
if this even gets close to being six or seven games, then I would I would say the Kings have a chance. I love hockey playoffs because they all go six or seven games. Yeah. Like I no good there's very few series that don't go to six. You'll sometimes see a like a sweep or so, especially in the first, first round, round here. Yeah, yeah. Um, well yeah, like I like could the see Bruins the, should sweep the Panthers. Yeah, and I could see the Avs sweeping the the well maybe not the Kraken, but you know the the jet the Jets getting swept by the Knights wouldn't surprise me. Correct. Right. Right. And Honestly, the Islanders getting swept by the the Hurricanes wouldn't surprise me. I don't want that to happen, but like, right. It's just the Kings. The Islanders might be the worst team in the playoffs, arguably. Arguably, you I know the Panthers that. are below them, but like, it could be close. No. Yeah. I mean, it could based be on close. firepower alone and talent. Yeah. According to ESPN on the fantasy out, like looking at fantasy stats, uh-huh. the Bruins have a plus two eighty chance of winning the. Like in order, it's the Bruins with two eighty plus two eighty odds to win sure. the finals. Then the Avalanche is plus six hundred. The Oilers, who have the best offense as as of right now, averaging four point four seven goals a game, um, they have an easy on paper matchup against the Kings, and they are plus eight hundred. And then the Rangers, who added Patrick Kane earlier, I forgot about that yeah. earlier in the season, fucking Rangers plus nine hundred. Stupid dicks. But he hasn't really been a difference maker. Um, we don't like the Rangers, Nick. I know. It's whatever. I don't really care for the Bruins or the Leafs or the Lightning. So it's whatever. What I'm hearing is you want the Islanders to win. No. No. So who are you rooting for? I'm rooting for um, a team from the West. The, can we just root for the Kraken just because? They have the worst odds. That makes sense. You know. I mean, it makes perfect sense. I also wouldn't mind seeing Carolina. I mean, Carolina, yes, whatever. Carolina, they don't even have a stall brother anymore. They, they don't. Carolina would be a fun team to watch, though. They're at plus 1,000. Uh, Vegas Golden Knights are at plus 1,000. I don't want to see them win because it's still fuck Jack Eichel. <laughs> but, but. Oh, is it bad for me to say I want them to win now? I mean, no. Okay. Toronto yeah. Maple Leafs. Go Jack uh, Eichel. The worst team in the NHL. Plus 1,000. Um, the worst team in the is, playoffs in the NHL. Is John Tavares going to show up this year? Oh, is Austin Matthews going to show up this year? Rat bastard. We'll see. Hey, he showed up for the Islanders in the playoffs. Never forget. Uh, true. Double overtime against the Panthers. Very right. New Jersey Devils, who had a great start to the season, and I guess that's kind of why they're here because they've just been playing middle of the road um, hockey since the. Yeah, they finished hot. They were seven three to end the season, yeah. but um, going into the playoffs, yeah, whatever. But plus uh, eleven hundred. The Lightning. Devils Rangers is going to be fucking awesome. It is. I wish I was in New York City for this because it would just, it's going to be like at their throats. The Garden is historically known for basketball, right? Yep. But it's also like one of the best atmospheres for hockey. It is, but like Gretzky and Leach and uh, Messier, like, it, they had some epic yes. hockey games there in the 90s. Yeah. You're very right. The very Mecca right was thing. the place to be in the 90s <laughs> between Ewing and those guys. Right, exactly. Yeah, late 80s Knicks. Early 90s Knicks, uh, Rangers. Late 90s Rangers. Late 90s Rangers, yeah, for sure. Um, Tampa Bay Lightning, who are not the same team that they have been the past couple years, plus 1,500. The Dallas Stars, who, um, you know, they played great hockey all year. Yeah. They're plus 1,800. Plus 2,000 is the Minnesota Wild, which I guess we haven't really talked about. No, they're solid. They're one of the playoff teams, but they're of all the, time. they're the only team that has the worst uh, goals scored average than the Islanders. Mark Andre Fleury is on that team, which I did he not is. know. I have a Mark Andre Fleury AHL card because Philip, Philip Gustafson was better than him this year, which yeah. is just it makes sense. But LA Kings are at plus twenty five hundred versus the Oilers, 
And then the Panthers are at plus 3,300. I guess the Bruins. The Islanders are at plus 5,000. Okay, so I'm offended because so they, the Panthers have to giving, play the Bruins they're, first. They're giving the Panthers a better odds of beating the Bruins than the Islanders beating the Hurricanes. That's cray-cray, McCray-cray. I don't get it. The Winnipeg Jets are at plus 5,000. And the Seattle Kraken, who I guess are also, they share the bottom of the barrel at plus 5,000 odds of winning the Stanley Cup. Um, so the sophomore, the sophomore season... You wouldn't say it's a sophomore slump, like some other things. Um, we'll see if they. Yeah, get, I mean, they had a hundred points. Right. Yeah. You know, they kind of turned things around this year, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a fun, exciting young team. Mm-hmm. I guess you could say. I'm just trying to mesh with a new identity of a new team. Best jerseys in hockey. Best jerseys in hockey. I would agree. Um, well, the Sabers go ahead. Black and reds are pretty good too. Ugh, so biased. I am biased, but whatever. I don't mind. Um, yeah, Jake. It's just... I think it's Bruins or bust. I think the West is going to be Avalanche or Oilers, which is kind of... That's kind of what happened last I year. I think like, the Stars are pretty good, too. I would like to see the Oilers, and more specifically Connor McDavid, win a cup. Yeah. Because he's just been so good for he's so a, long yeah, He's now. the best player in hockey, and anyone who says he isn't... isn't right. Dumb, dumb the Oilers somehow get the goat after goat. Yeah, I mean, Dreisaitl, second points. He had 128 right. points. Avs going back-to-back would be cool or whatever. Um, Dallas, I mean, they, they have a chance. Yeah, I mean, there's not many teams in the West I dislike. No, but it's going to be it's it's going to be one of those three, I think. The Avs, the Stars, or um, the, Oilers. the Oilers. The only problem is, so... They have to go up against the Bruins. Right, so I think the best team that would make the best finals would probably be the Stars. Okay. Um, because they have the best goaltending out of those three teams, but they also have an incredible front line, which you touched on earlier. They're big three. Right. right. The Oilers' defense is crap. They have the worst defense in the playoffs. Correct. And I know they can score, but against Boston, who can do both, you kind of have to be able to do both. So unless their goaltender stands on his head, and the Avalanche obviously made it work last year with the goaltenders they had. It's not that they can't do it, but it's hard to repeat hockey. I know we just saw the Lightning do it. It's really but hard they to were do that. historically like it's not like the Avalanche are head and toes above everyone else like the Lightning were for four or five years in a row. Right. It's just you're gonna have to whoever it is, and even so, let's just say it's Avs versus Bruins. Right? Yeah. Both number one seeds. You're gonna have to play in Boston. Yep. With giving Boston home court advantage, right? Because or home ice advantage, excuse me. It's it's impossible. And I think this season, unless the unless the Bruins choke so hard, yeah, it's going to be them or Boston. And I think. Boston is also the most passionate place in America about their hockey team. Correct. Is there Canadian teams that care more? I would probably say oh, so. Oh, Montreal, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, but in shout America... Out, shout out to Quebec. Quebec. They, they still have a love for their No matter how bad team. they are over and over. They still have a love for their forgotten team. Yep. Um, yeah. I but mean, Toronto, they're always passionate. Canada is just always Canada so passionate. Canada is passionate, but in the U.S., in Boston the US. has... Is, has the most passionate fan base. I would say the Rangers are a close second, with the Islanders also being there too. Islanders if you are find there. if you find like a, a hidden Islanders fan somewhere, they're never hidden. They're gonna know. No, you're right. The Islanders are extremely passionate. Right. Shout out Mike Bossy. Shout out Mike yeah. Bossy. Yeah. Um, so and you know I'm a casual hockey fan, but I love the Islanders. I want them to win every game. But you're right. Islanders fans are crazy. But just in terms of the the, the region, Massachusetts right. and the Boston area, Boston in general, yeah. everyone is so. Excited about their sports teams. Yeah. You understand from first-hand experience being and divisional rivals with two of those teams. All of them. No. 
Not the Bruins, yeah. Not the Bruins, but... The rest of them. The rest of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so Boston is just... If they win, it just makes sense, I think. Yep. I would say that's the most likely outcome. Correct. And it's kind of a boring way to go about it, but I'd say that the, the, the Stars give them the best chance. And I think out of the the East, it's going to be whoever wins that Devils-Rangers series. In, not the, that, in the conference yeah, In the conference finals. Yeah. Not that the Hurricane aren't talented, but I think that those two teams just... And I hate to say it. I don't hate the Devils as much as I despise the Rangers. Mm-hmm. But we've seen what Shesterkin can do in the playoffs. And they have the offense to go with it. So before we move on, we're going to quickly talk about um, some quick NFL things to end this episode. But before we do that, Jake, real quick, mm-hmm. I just want to go through, give me your Western Conference Final, Eastern Conference Final, and then who you think is going to win the finals in hockey. <clears throat> I have the bracket up here. Mm-hmm. All right. Because I can go first then. Because I think it's going to be uh, Avs and sadly Golden Knights in the Western Conference Finals with the Avalanche advancing to the play- to the Stanley Cup Final. And then Bruins, Rangers in the Eastern Conference Finals with the Bruins advancing and the Bruins lifting up the cup. Who are they beating? You said Avs? Yes. Okay. Bruins, Bruins, over the, Bruins over the Avalanche in the Stanley Cup Finals. All right. All I got... I got the Stars and the Oilers. The Stars winning. Stars going to the finals. Yeah. Okay. Bruins. Bruins. And Islanders. And Islanders. With the Islanders winning. Oh, okay. And then the Islanders winning the Stanley Cup, Nick. <laughs> Islanders lifting the Stanley Cup. That's right. Okay. When I'm right, I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. Do it. Because I'm a genius. They're definitely yeah. not losing right now at the, at the recording. Of- <laughs> As of recording. No, you're, you got it. They're not down one nothing. Yeah, of course not. Nope. Um, Jake, if the Islanders win the Stanley Cup, I too will buy a lottery ticket. I'm actually going to just bet on them right now. I'm going to put like $2 on them to win. While you do that, um, obviously there's going to be a lot more hockey and basketball to talk about as these playoffs go on forever, for months, and um, more storylines are going to pop up, more injuries, sadly, are going to pop up. We're going to have a lot of things to talk about with that. Before we reach the hour mark, though, just quickly, next week, obviously, we are going to be doing our mock draft 2.0 final. NFL draft! The NFL draft is next Thursday. The NFL draft! And we cannot wait for it. Um, so keep an eye out. We're going to do a really long, in-depth mock draft 2.0 before the NFL draft next week. So shout, keep an eye on that. Shout out Joe Douglas. <laughs> shout out Joey D. Um, follow us on TikTok at up. Air Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Up Air Podcast for more NFL and other sport memes and commentary and whatnot. But before we leave, Jake, mm-hmm. there was some breaking news today out of the NFL world as a little. There was. There was. As a little uh, prelude to our NFL talk for next week. Yes. Um, Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid NFL player ever. This is per AAV. Yep. Right? Five years, 255 milli. Five year, two hundred fifty five million. How much guaranteed? Like one hundred seven, hundred seventy eight, hundred seventy nine, somewhere right. in that ballpark. It's like a lot, a yeah. lot of that. Is... I think it's like just over what Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and all those guys got. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And you just might south say, of you might say, Watson. oh, I thought uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes got five hundred million, or Josh Allen got a really big deal. They did, but they did. guaranteed. I think they're both but in the one forty range. Like we said, the AAV number is the highest. For all of you guys that aren't proficient in acronyms, AAV is average annual value. Yes. So Jalen Hurts is now the highest paid NFL player ever. Ever. Period. And surprisingly, Justin, Jake's brother, shut up, was right once. Yeah, shut up. 
About math. About math. Yeah. Which so doesn't make sense. Adam Schefter, tweeted, Adam Schefter tweeted at some point. I don't know if it was right before this, but we got the text in the middle of the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so his cap hits are... Well, before you do that, for, for, for context, Jake and I were both like, oh, this deal is like obviously yeah. not going to be team friendly. Yeah. Like you, pay- you know, Justin just texted me and was just like, and it's team friendly. And Howie's a genius. It's like, well, you were talking shit about Howie eight months ago when you guys... Like, in the middle of... Before the playoffs, actually. Yeah. Like, right before the playoffs. Like, I don't know if I trust Howie. He drafted Jalen Rager. <laughs> yeah, over Justin Jefferson. But, but let's n- not talk about all the fines he got in the sixth round. But now it's a team-friendly deal yeah. because you you paid your quarterback to be the highest-paid yeah. player ever. And Jake and I were both very confused because normally those two things do not go together. But, according to Adam Schefter, Jake, go ahead. Uh, his cap hit for 2023 is $6 million. Right. A little over $6 million, which I don't know if that's still part of his that rookie deal. That might be a rookie deal. Yeah. Because and technically, is this an extension? Yes. Yeah. It's so a $255 like, million dollar extension. Right. And then it's 13 mil, 13.56 mil, 21.77 mil, 31.77 mil. So a lot so of that still, cap hit yeah. is going to be coming later on in his deal, in his career for the Eagles. Right. Which, I guess... Which... It, it is team friendly now. It's all semantics, anyways, because all they're going to fucking do is turn it into a signing bonus, and then exactly. the cap hit gets cut down. The cap by 20 does not million. exist. I it do does not, not care. Not in the NFL. Not in the NFL. It does not exist. Donors are just like, okay, we're just going to give you eighty million now. We'll pay you less. And huh. they're like, okay, cool. I'll take a, I'll take a twelve million dollar bonus in March. Why not? Right. We're going to Aruba, honey. <laughs> um, but yeah, Jalen Hurts got his bag. He got his pay. Yeah. And rightfully deserved, I think. He he really turned it around last year. I had other. Friends. I'm gonna. I had a few reservations as soon as the news came out. Immediately, like immediate thoughts that I had. How was he gonna do this year after losing both of his coordinators? And like, how is his relationship gonna change with Nick Sirianni? Like, he's obviously gonna have some. Like, he a lot of that team. There was a lot of turnover, especially on defense. Yep. So you're gonna have to. Maybe change some things on offense to score more points. They lost Miles Sanders. They lost Miles Sanders. Um, you know, there, there's a lot of turnover on that team. So you pay Jalen Hurts his money, yep. which he deserves. Yep. He's now the highest paid player in NFL history. Counterpoint. Go ahead. He's a dog. He's a dog. Second counterpoint. Go ahead. Um, I had it and I lost it. I had a sick counterpoint. Wouldn't a second counterpoint just be the counter to your first counterpoint? No, it's just another counter to your point. Oh, okay. Not a counter counterpoint. It's just a counterpoint. Go ahead. No, I don't remember what it was. <coughs> I had it in my brain, and then we are disappointed oh, in you. Second go- counterpoint. Go ahead. They didn't really have a choice. Fair enough. They had to do. You've seen what's happening with Lamar, right? They don't have a choice. He was second in MVP voting. Mm-hmm. They love him there. There, there is no reason not to love Jalen Hurts, and we talked <coughs> about this in our Excuse some of our earlier episodes. There's nothing you you can there's really nothing to hate about the guy. The way he handles adversity, the way he presents himself, the way he speaks, the way he just handles his business and is who he is. Yep. He I have a lot of respect for him and and it, this is well deserved everything he's been through and the adversity he's had to go through. I actually saw a clip today where it was like after the NFC Championship game someone asked him something and he was just basically like they say that like you know, you get put through things for a reason, right? And that everything comes to Everything comes to a head at some point for a specific reason. He's like, this is that reason. This is why I went through what I went through. And I, he's just, I'm happy for Eagles fan. I'm happy for him specifically. I love when players are hard to hate. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, because it's really easy to hate players for doing this or that. It's great to see players like the, especially 
with a galvanizing franchise like the Eagles, it's hard when it's hard to hate their quarterback. The guys kind of such a historic franchise for hating their own players. Yeah, rallying around a guy like Jalen Hurts. Yeah, it's incredible to see, and they love him in there. They do. I I don't know if they're uh, you'll be hard pressed to find. If your quarterback is a leader like that, he's worth every dollar you pay him. If he's a baller like that and he's a leader like that, you see it with Mahomes, you see it with Burrow, you see it, you saw it with all the guys, you know, this century that we grew up watching: Manning, the Brady, the Breeze, Rivers. These guys uh-huh. are those teams. They're the heart and soul of it. It's a combination of those things. Right. And going back on this before we end, Jake, Lamar is also that guy. He is. There's no reason to hate Lamar. No. He, there is no reason why people should be saying, oh, he doesn't deserve it. No, you don't see the rah-rah from him like you do from the Mahomes and the... No. And the, like, Hurts is very vocal. Breeze was always vocal. Brady was always vocal. Manning was vocal. But Lamar is not... A, you don't see it as much with him, but those guys respect him as much as any of those Because you don't hear it from Lamar. Correct. You just see it. Correct. You see his Same talent. thing with Burrow. You don't hear it from Burrow. No, you just see what he can and do. And Herbert, yeah. Right. And Justin Herbert, especially. Specifically, he doesn't yeah. say anything. Nope. Not even to his own uh, teammates, yeah. teammates or team social media people. No, I hate that there, people are tearing down Lamar mm-hmm. because he's trying to do what's best for him. Right, and he's representing himself too. Jalen Hurts, by the way, his his agent. Yeah, uh, he's his agent was a female. Mm-hmm. Oh, just awesome. Just brokered the largest payday for an NFL player in yeah. history. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Women representation in sports agencies and sports yeah. law. Is on the rise. That's it's, actually just that's an even cooler thing for Jalen Hurts to be. It's like, awesome to see. You yeah. know who else she represents? Who? Quentin Williams. Yes, and that motherfucker's about to. He's skipping everything right now. Oh, is he really? Mm. He's skipping the like they're optional right now. Oh yeah, the off season workouts. Yeah, start but today. like there's yep. Dexter Lawrence has skipped his because he hasn't gotten a deal yet. Mm-hmm. Barkley skipping it, and they say Joe Douglas got a lot of got a lot of stuff. Quentin, about. well, I think they're gonna get to Q after. You know the draft, and after they pay who they got to pay because they don't have. They lost uh, Sheldon Rankin's frequency. They need him. I mean, he's a fucking. He's an all pro player. They need him. Yeah. He's a game wrecker. Yeah. But a lot of more of this to come next week, Jake. Facts. With our mock draft, we're just gonna focus on the first round. Maybe the second. No, we're gonna do two rounds next we're week. Gonna do next two week rounds. we're gonna just go. I mean, we'll we'll try to take. Well, we'll see. I guess. We'll have to I, see how we're gonna goes. go really. We're gonna in have depth. to. We're gonna have to touch just slightly on the NBA and NHL and what's going on. And right. then we're going to just go balls deep into the NFL draft. Correct. Just, like, really get in there. Really get in there, fill it all up, yep. and uh, see what see what happens. Yeah. But um, episode 11, Up in the Air, this is a long one. Yeah. And a lot of stuff to talk about. But mainly, it's been really fun to do this with you, brother. Same. Yeah. Um, Likewise. And I'm just, I love sports. Me too. I love talking about sports. I love watching sports. I love experiencing sports and being with sports. And this time period, you know, that we've grown up in, I think, just going on a tangent before we before we close, it's a, we were very fortunate to have the availability to see sports. All of them. All of them. Except every cricket. every single sport that you can find know, cricket I know, I know, too. I know. Like it's nuts. I know. Like you your point is right. Yeah. Like even cricket. Yeah. Like you can find cricket if you want to. Like we I are, mean, I can find it on Twitter if I want to. And I don't need YouTube. I mean, I don't have to. Same with yeah. you know, we can find as many sports as we want to follow. We can find as many athletes as we want to follow because they are more vocal than ever. And there have been hat there have been athletes throughout history that have been vocal for 
you know, um, very important issues or just, you know, how things are going on the field for them. Or Joe Namath. <laughs> or Joe Namath after... Uh, Joe Namath, the Wilt Chamberlain's, you know, the vocals, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, the... What was that boxer in the 1920s? Jack Johnson? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah. Jack Johnsons. But we just are in a very blessed time to follow sports and to experience them. And, you know, I get to study them, which I think is very underrated. Dank. So dank. It's dank. very fun and nerve-wracking, too, but that's also part of sports. You know, the ups and downs of just, you know, fighting through adversity. Yeah, you got to have that dog in you, Nick, and mentally be tougher. Mentally be tough. Um, and I hope you all that are listening also share that same experience with sports that Jake and I are fortunate to have. Because without without them, you know, what what other passions, you know, could fill that void? You know, because obviously people love, people love what they love. Yeah. And I have other passions besides sports. Same. But try to think, uh, my question to you all, or more like a suggestion, think about what your life would be like without sports in them and what void that would leave you. And we'll come back to that next week because I really do want to think about it. It's like if sports didn't exist, like the capacity that we have them now, what would that feel like? I feel like I'd be a better gardener. <laughs> better gardener? I feel like I'd be a better baker. My room might be cleaner. I'd want to bake, you know? I might. I know how to cook, but I want to bake. I might read books every once in a while. And like, I can't bake. Like, I might understand how to read English words. I can't bake during the NHL playoffs. You can try. I it's mean, impossible. No. Is it? Yeah. I mean, it'll sit in the oven for, like, hours. Well, because you got to get the exact measurements right, and, like, it takes time. Well, time win. that I could be, like, spending watching. My cakes play. taste like shit, but I wing them, so, I mean, I mean... Potato, potato. Fair. I get cake in the gym. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. You have sex in the gym? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. Good for you, Nick. On that note, we thank you all for sticking with us throughout 11 episodes now of Up in the Air. If you're listening this this far into the episode, we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. Um, this has been episode 11, Up in the Air. I am Nick. I am Jake. We will see you all next week for our mock draft. Bye, y'all. Hasta la pasta.